0: It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com.
1: Well, welcome to this final section as we're looking at this idea that you are blessed. Again, we've been walking through Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 down to verse 14. And we've been looking at these different sections that Paul gives us in terms of the blessing. We've been looking at the blessing of the Father, the blessing of the Son, and in this particular session, we want to look at the blessings we have in the Spirit himself. Now, as we keep talking about, every single blessing that God has for you finds its fulfillment in Jesus. As Romans eleven thirty six 36 says, For from him and through him and to him are all things for his praise and for his glory. Or as 2 Peter 1:3 reminds us, all things that we need for life and for godliness is found in one place, Jesus. So again, if you're looking for blessing, you don't need to look any further than Jesus Himself. And what is amazing to realize is that the moment you have Jesus living inside of your life through the Spirit of God, well, then you are blessed. It's not that he's just gonna bless you someday, maybe in the future. It's that right now you are blessed because you have him. Well, what I'd like to do in this episode is look at verse 13 and 14 and just kind of wrap up this overview of these blessings that we have in Jesus Christ. So let's read Ephesians chapter one, verse 13 and 14. This is what Paul says. He writes in him, in Jesus, you also, after hearing the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, and after believing in him, you were sealed with a promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. I love that passage. Paul begins and talks about this idea that, hey, after hearing the word of truth, isn't it interesting that this is the truth? That, well, we know that Jesus himself is the truth. But in John 17, verse 17, Jesus says, hey, your word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth that this is the word of the truth, that these are God's very words. And Paul says that after hearing these words, the the gospel of truth, something's going to happen. But even before we talk about that, can I just encourage you, there is a difference between hearing and hearing. I don't know about you, but there's many times where someone will talk to me and I've heard them. I heard the noise come into my ear. (laughs) I process, okay, sure. I nodded my head. But the moment they say, Repeat back to me what I just said. I'm like, I I got nothing. (laughs) I'm so clueless. And it's like, I heard, but I didn't listen. There's a tremendous difference when talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ between, well, yes, I heard. Yeah, the information came into my eardrums and I listened. See, when you actively listen, there's this idea of comprehension. There's this idea of action. There's this idea of you've done something. And what's interesting about this truth is that this is a double-edged sword. So when I listen to this and when when this comes into my life and when I engage with this word, it will change me. I know a lot of people who say, well, yeah, I read the Bible every single day. Yep, I've been going to church for years. Well, how is your life any different? No, it's not. See, I'm concerned then that though you are hearing, you're not hearing. You're not listening. You're not actually comprehending. You're not actually ingesting the word of the Lord and allowing it to transform your life. So you got to realize that when we're talking about the gospel, there's a lot of people who know the information about the gospel, who know the details about this book, and yet they've never actually experienced the reality, the power of this book. Isn't it interesting that the demons know the word? That here is Satan in the temptations with Jesus and Matthew And here's Satan talking and quoting scripture. And yet he doesn't know the word like you and I are supposed to know the word. He may have heard the word, but he doesn't hear, listen, comprehend, apprehend the word. So can I encourage you, even from the very beginning here, don't just hear the word as if it's the sound coming into your eardrum. Allow the word of the Lord to change and transform your life. Now, when that takes place, listen to what Paul says again. He says, in him, you also, after hearing the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, and after believing in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So this gospel of your salvation, the word of the truth has been spoken in your midst. And what did you do? You believed in him. Now, remember that believing here is not just some mental assent. It's not just uh, an agreement with facts and information. This isn't like, you know, did Jesus come to earth? True. Did he die upon a cross? True. Did he rise again? True. Oh, you're a Christian. See, that, that, that's not biblical. The word here for believing, and I give this illustration all the time, but the word believing actually has this idea of to put on, to grab a hold of. And I, the illustration I give is, I imagine we go up on this airplane and I open up the side door. I say, oh, it's an amazing view. Look at this view. And as you're looking out the the door of the of the plane, I come up behind you and just poof, <laughs> push you out. And here you are. You know, you're falling. And I go, oh, uh, yeah, you probably need a parachute. So I go and grab this parachute and, and throw it down towards you. Now, here you are, and here's the parachute and it's coming. And I yell out, do you believe in the parachute? Now you can look up at the parachute, you can esteem the work of the parachute, and you could say, Yes, I believe in that parachute. But that's not going to do you any good. What must you do in order to apprehend the fullness, the reality, the benefits of the parachute? Well, you've got to somehow make your way over to the parachute, right? (laughs) Somehow in the air, put the parachute on, and then how would you hold on to the parachute? Well, you would cling to it with all of your grip because it is your sole means of salvation. Exactly. That's the point Paul's making here. He says, you believed in Jesus. It's not that I've esteemed Jesus. It's not that I know the facts about Jesus, but I've actually put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That that I'm actually apprehending him. I'm holding on to him for dear life. That he is my sole means of salvation. And so I'm clinging to him with all that I have. Now think about this. At that moment, Paul says, look at this. That you are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. That when I actually put my faith, my belief in Christ Jesus, that there is a mark upon my life. Well, what is it? I get the Holy Spirit. That the God of the universe, the very Spirit of Jesus, comes to indwell my life. So in this body right here, there are two individuals. There's Nathan and Jesus. Now again, we're not talking the literal Jesus because he is physically sitting at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly realms. But we have the spirit of Jesus. We would call him the Holy Spirit who now indwells my life. So there in my body, there are two individuals, me and Jesus. Now he is to increase. I'm to decrease. I am to get out of the way. He is to be glorified. He is to be lifted up. He is to be the focus of my life. But isn't it interesting that the seal, the mark upon my life should be the life of Jesus, should be the spirit of the Lord. Well, what does that look like? Well, we're told in Galatians chapter five that there are these fruits that come out, that the fruit of the spirit. So when you have the life of the spirit within you, when you are abiding in that vine, as John 15 reminds us, there's that life of the vine that's gonna flow in you and you will bear fruit. This isn't a striving, a struggle, a grit your teeth and try to pull off the fruit. This is, hey, when the spirit of God lives inside of your life, you just can't help but bear the fruit. Well, what's to come out of my life? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are to be evident in my life because he is to be evident in my life. I love what Ian Thomas says that he says that the only explanation for your life is supposed to be Jesus. That when someone looks at your life, it should be utterly inexplainable to them outside of Jesus. See, what would happen if when someone looked at your life, the only way they could explain how you're living is Jesus, that it wasn't your talent, it wasn't your wisdom, it it wasn't your ability, it wasn't your resources, your finances, it, it wasn't your education. Wouldn't it be amazing if you got so tight with Jesus, if you just clung to him for everything that you need for life and godliness, and then his spirit indwelt your life, you were abiding and resting in that vine. And in so doing, what began to come out of your life was not you. In fact, the love that comes out of you, the peace that comes out of you, the patience that comes out of you is utterly unexplainable to those around you. That is the life of a Christian. And you, because you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, have been marked, sealed with his very spirit. Now, I love what Paul says about this. He says that that spirit is the down payment or the guarantee of our inheritance. Do you realize that for all eternity, we get to experience the richness of Jesus? And as a Christian, we don't have to wait till we die to receive our inheritance. We actually get to experience the beginning reality of our inheritance here. That eternal life doesn't start when we die. Eternal life starts right now. That you in Christ Jesus get to experience life and life abundant because he is that very life. And Paul says that the Holy Spirit that has been deposited within your, within your life is a guarantee, a down payment of that inheritance. If you go out looking for a house, you're going to purchase this house, they'd say, well, you're going to have to put a down payment. And what's a down payment? Well, it's you know typically like 10, 20% to, to guarantee the fact that, yes, I'm going to continue paying for the fullness of that house. You and I think about this are going to receive an inheritance, that you and I are going to receive the fullness of this life. So what have we been given now? We've been given a down payment. We've been given a partial amount of what the fullness is going to be. Think how crazy this is. If the life that you and I get to have this side of heaven, full of the spirit of Jesus, and by the way, that is so phenomenal. It is so incredible. Yet it is only a down payment it's only a 10 percent reality of what we're gonna experience in totality for all eternity now I don't I don't know what level I'm at but I know I don't have the full down payment I know that there is more so let, let's say this side of heaven you can have 10 percent maybe let's say let's say down payment of ten percent I I honestly feel like I may be squeaking up maybe two and a half maybe three percent I I know there is so much more to be had in the life of Jesus. Oh, and I want it so bad. And my prayer has been for the last decade, Jesus, could I somehow sneak out like 11 or 12% (laughs) on the side of heaven? That before I die, somehow what I get to experience in the life of who you are through the indwelling of the spirit, could I somehow have a little bit more than my normal down payment and begin begin to experience some of that reality of eternity? Think about this. When I hear the word of truth, Not just hear it, but apprehend it, comprehend it. Hey, when I put on the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in him, then what does he do in my life? Well, he gives me his Holy Spirit, that he indwells my life. He begins to bear the fruit of his own life, and that is merely a taste of what we're going to experience for all eternity. Isn't that an incredible blessing? This is, you are blessed. I I wish you could just grab a hold of this idea that... There is no reason to be depressed. There is no reason to be down. There there is no reason just to be like, well, it's been a bad day. Yeah, but I got Jesus and I am full of the life of Jesus through his spirit. And the very best that I can experience this side of heaven is still yet only a down payment of what I could experience for all eternity. Wow. Can't you, aren't you excited for what's coming? You are blessed. And remember, every single blessing finds its fulfillment in Jesus. Can I encourage you? Go after Jesus afresh. Just go crazy about Jesus. Fall madly in love with Him all the more. And if I can encourage you, spend some time again in Ephesians chapter one, verses three through fourteen. Look at all those lists, those aspects of the blessing that all find their fulfillment in Jesus. And just behold and begin to experience. And if you find yourself not having any of these aspects, any of these realities go after Jesus. Don't go after the blessing. Go after Jesus, who is the fullness of that blessing. Oh, there is more of Jesus to be had. Oh, that you and I would experience the fullness of the life of Christ. I am so excited for all that God is doing in these days. Can I encourage you? You
0: are blessed. We'll see you next time. Our one-week training is sort of our cheater's way of helping all of you gain a foundation and get started in this grand epic adventure known as following after jesus and if there was ever a time in history where we need to be grounded and sound on the word of god boy it's now our desire isn't to lead you to us it's to lead you to jesus and so that you can take this hope of eternal life back to your home to your church to your family and see them changed as well Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is streamed daily, Monday through Friday, from our studio in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekend church service is delivered live and streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. Note that our live weekday in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume this upcoming June in conjunction with our training season. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.